Real talk, real soul. Welcome to Soul Speak, your HQ for ideas and conversation, the podcast show that tackles today's toughest topics. Now, here are your hosts, the Delivery Crew. Hey guys, it's Soul Speak and the Delivery Crew here. We're covering the election, and man, so far it's been a wild one. Lots of ups and downs tonight. Uh, to be honest with y'all, we played a little bad before this. <laughs> Had to get a little comp out. Yeah. But we was keeping up with the updates. Ty was giving us some play-by-plays. Mm-hmm. He was our he was our Eli Gold for the night. Yeah, we got the um, right now we have the election pulled up on the background or our uh, live feed of the New York Times. And right now we see red spreading through the Mideast. I mean the Midwest. No, the Middle it's the East. <laughs> No, I meant the Mideast of the region. Like, we have the strings of West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Alabama, Mississippi, L.A., and Louisiana. So, all the way up through. Uh, oh, he ended up getting Kansas. Louisiana is L.A. That is the abbreviation. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, I was just reading it off. No, Los Angeles gets their own electoral votes. <laughs> I mean, Cal- like, that would be terrible for a public. <laughs> I, I, I talked about this with my coworker earlier, and I honestly think we should go to a system to where like the um, states become so- sovereign in the sense the states have more states than how things go. So that way, if people have their own preferences, if California wants to increase taxes and do such a thing, or um, Alabama, I, like. I think there should be a lottery system in Alabama to improve its school systems and whatnot. I mean, because there's a lot more benefits than not when it comes to a lottery system. You give the states the ability to make that decision at an easier level. One thing for me is the fact that um, there, there's uh, an amendment they've been trying to pass that increases taxes slightly, and it goes directly back to the public school fund, and it was directly aimed towards the special needs. And for two straight times, it's been shot down because people didn't want their taxes raised. But, you know, I was volunteering for the special needs at that time, and it was just fucking, I mean, it was heartbreaking to just have to go through that. I mean, people, people don't think like that. It's, it's, there's so much. Yeah, I know, quick update right here. Um, Arizona is like 56% of Biden right now, with 60% of the state reported. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to say we're watching uh, the live reporting on the election on NBC, and we just saw a map of Ohio. And I don't know if you, uh, you guys know this, but Ohio is very usually like a flip state, like a big decision state. Mm-hmm. It was the last county to be tallied, and it was the deciding county to be tallied in the 2012 election against Mitt Romney. And it was entirely red except for, I think, two or three well, yeah, uh, that'd, blue counties. That'd be Cleveland and Cincinnati. And right, and those are, right, and that just, yeah, I'm just saying, like, the demographics have moved around quite a lot. Cleveland! But it's kind of ironic how, like, the biggest changes in a state is the major cities. The major yes. city, like, the major cities make the biggest difference. I mean, Texas was blue for the longest point of the night, and that's because Austin, Houston, um, Dallas went blue, which was expected, and there, I think there was one that switched over at some point. Fort Worth was red the whole time. El Paso will be the last big one to come in, but right now Texas is red. Well, I think I think that's true. I mean, anywhere in the country that you look, if you look at an electoral map of Florida, 
The entire state is red except for Miami, Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, and Tallahassee. It's the cities that vote Democratic. And that's that's what people don't get is there are a lot of people in the cities just because they're highly concentrated, yes, but they don't represent all of America. And the people who live outside of the cities have a very different lifestyle than those who live in. Yeah. I mean, it, there is a big difference in how you live, like, the way things are delivered to you. Most people in cities don't even drive cars. Like, uh, I know for in a, a lot of cities in California, they all, they always walk anywhere they go or take up transit station. What's up, dude? Uh, I was just going to say, like, even in pretty decidedly red states like this one, I'm sure it's less, I'm sure it's like, you know, light pink towards areas like Birmingham more than dark red towards, uh, like some of the more woodsy parts of Alabama. Woodsy! Well, well you know, there's a lot more conservative parts of Alabama than Birmingham. Oh, well, yeah. What you mean? No, you mean to say a lot more. I'm saying in term in the perspective of other places in Alabama, the counties that constitute Birmingham's votes would be maybe not all the way 51% blue, but much less red than, you know, uh, say Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Well, I know um, Birmingham and Montgomery were leading in, um, the, on the blue side. Right. Yeah. Which was Which it, but you know it goes to show you that it's important to have a, a good distribution of people between the cities and uh, suburban or rural lifestyles because you do need to have the balance between what the people in the major cities want versus what the people in the entire rest of your state want. Yeah. And it's uh, I think that's why it's scary to see you know like what you were saying what if LA had its own electoral votes. Like Jesus Christ, forget about trying to win I, California. I if you win LA, it's over. Like looking at it from a serious side, uh, just an unbiased side. LA has like ten percent of the nation's population, I think, or something ridiculous. The gerrymandering definitely needs to be fixed within the districts, and that would definitely affect electoral college in itself. But I know a, a lot of people might or think it should be the the popular vote or. Uh, something like that where the people have more of a decision that's a representative democracy than not yeah yeah well the original idea behind the electoral college was that each district was going to um was going to get one electoral vote and that electoral vote would vote as the district voted not as the state vote but it don't it doesn't end up like that nowadays because sometimes electoral can go against what the people the people who put represent? They're supposed to represent or saying, you know, it switches all the time. Yeah, it's proven that in every election. Yeah, and um, a big change uh, swing earlier in the day was Georgia. I know it was a majority blue, and now. Uh, Trump has a big lead in Georgia. But the question is, will the Georgia effect take place? Since Trump has a big lead, Biden's probably going to take it back like everything else that happens I mean, in Georgia. Well, I, I think, like, honestly, Every time an Atlanta team has a big lead, specifically. <laughs> the Falcons. Or the Bulldogs, even. Or the Braves. 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 The Braves. 3-1 yeah. lead. Yeah. Gross. Just an update on what I was talking about earlier. I just saw on the uh, feed on the bottom. The crawler, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It said, uh, and what I just talked about, where every 
uh, county in Ohio was red except for three of them. It showed the percentages by population, and it was only 53% red to 47% blue. Wow. So that's how important those big cities are. Because that was now, for what, yeah, that was for Ohio. That was for the county. That was for the map that was so so visually red. Yeah, see, this just shows how different uh, different news stations can be. Right now, I got 51.7% for Ohio. Well, it does, and the more people that, like, I mean, continue to live in centralized areas, the more likely that they are to continue to vote blue, which sucks because well, the people in the other counties are geographically outweighing them vastly. But you have to think, for capitalism to work, you want to keep your booming cities alive, right? Because you want to keep your economy going. You want dollars to be spent. You want taxes to be raised. Let's not talk about capitalism. Capitalism. But that's really what's happening. I mean, that's what we are around on. <laughs> that's kind, of, of, that's kind like, of the thing that's going on. I think that's, on. you know, like the image a lot of leftist people are taking now is like a socialist type of image. Which I think you, there is a better way to make capitalism a nicer, like, at a, at a like, direct standpoint, it is a pure competition-based the person like I, I was all, all throughout school I was raised to be you know the person next to you is your competition so it makes a, it makes a big difference and that's the way a capitalistic society is ran on but there's ways where you can implement nice people to the point where you can gain help asking people like supporting businesses they support you money passes along everybody supports everybody but you don't need regulations on that. You don't need the government to tell you to do that. And I think that's the biggest thing is where there's a lot of government intervention going on. There's always too much government intervention. I mean, that's why, that's why we're libertarian, right? I'm libertarian. Yeah, like it's no choice in this is a the best choice or a good choice, I should say. But I, I, that's that's just the tragedy of such a strict two-party system where if you're part of the Republican, you have to vote Republican. If you're a Democrat, you have to vote Democrat. Yeah, like I hate when like going in today seeing the straight party option makes me nauseous. I uh, and then this is one of the few states that does that. Like I oh absolutely. I voted back home absentee just because <coughs> I, am, I am out of state. Also, and we we don't have that option. But we also have more than three options for president. We had like eight candidates on our ballot. Yeah, we a couple of them were no, like just straight, straight up, might as well be socialist or. No, literally, one of them was the Socialist Party of America, and one of them was the Communist Party of America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, but that—that's the point. Of America is to be able to express those if you want to, and reasonably shut those down with logic and reason. You know, like or with armed rebellion. Uh, no, we do not support armed <laughs> Well, <laughs> historically speaking, it works. It's communism. It's evil. But that's where I think it would be good. <coughs> communism people, doesn't because work. the way the population has grown is to not not so much say get rid of the government and dissolve the government, but you treat it as a sense of the states are the government for the people who live in the states, and then the federal government as a whole works as a global government because there's a big issue with a lot of countries and outside of the North American region and the United States itself where the the things that they do on their land impacts other parts of the world and that's where the big issue of climate change comes in 
well, the federal government will work on a global level to make sure the United States is not harming and keeping the states at like informed on, hey, we think you should do this, we think you should do that, you know, and I think that's where progress can make, make moves. I mean, yeah, I agree with that, and if you look at the way that the Constitution's written, I mean, that's how the Founding Fathers wanted it. It was a uh, kind of like the EU system, where you have independent nations, and they are brought together under a common cur- currency and a common, you know, uh, common foreign policy, which, which the EU has, hasn't done, but the United States has done extremely well. Um, and basically everything that's internal to the states is internal to the states. I mean, I, from what I see right here, um, it looks like Arizona has 71% reported and it's 54% Biden and 44 Trump. So I think um, uh, Biden's more than likely going to win Arizona. That's surprising. Arizona normally goes right. Yeah. Well, big changes. There's definitely a lot of influence on both sides, but it looks like like Trump is dominating the whole southeastern region. All right. We were talking about some very, very big ideas uh, and about some stuff that I don't necessarily think will be a problem in this election. Like, I don't think if Biden is to win we'll see like an enormous rise in socialist and communist policies because that's why the Democrats gave him the ticket and not uh, Bernie. Yeah, um, you say that until I know, I know the that there will be a lot more social uh, social welfare and tax plans for the rich and stuff, which I don't necessarily think Biden's tax plan is fair. No, 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 no. What I was what I was about to say is until the old geezer croaks and come dumpster Harris is our new Okay. Yeah, I think Kamala Harris is a hell of a lot smarter than Joe Biden. <laughs> I, you think she's a lot smarter than Joe Biden? She's more liberal than Bernie. I've heard her com- complete far more sentences than him. That is true. That is true. She can I'm just. I don't. I. I feel terrified for the prospect of Biden having to talk to someone like truly intimidating. Like. Well, I mean, you, know, you like saw Saddam the video of him like pretty much patronizing the. Uh, oh, but the, I wanted uh, to. But I wanted to talk about. Um, no, like, we, no, we were back, talking about what I'm saying. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. What were you saying? Did, like, you know, did you see the video of Biden like patronizing the uh, factory of the plant, pretty much telling him like, how could you be doing this? Um, Oh, oh no, I think Biden's a scumbag. Okay. I'll oh yeah, Biden's a piece of shit. Well, okay, don't, don't make it sound like you're a Trump supporter on that because you're not. I'm not. I don't. I don't support Trump. I Trump's think, I think a piece Trump's of shit. I think Trump's also a horrifying human being. But what makes Biden a scumbag in your opinion? Uh, Biden is a Biden's what's known as a populist, which means that any policy he enacts, he enacts to get votes and prolong his career. He enacted the 1994 crime bill and is now campaigning to. Uh, release criminals who are affected by that same bill and uh, and he's saying like oh yeah look at this horrible injustice that was done to these people you know, they shouldn't be in jail for this long off a minor drug offense and it's his legislation that put them in the fucking jail in the first place he uh he's i'm sure you've heard the stuff about him calling black super predators well i think that was uh fat checks actually recently and it was true right um i'll pull it up again but i want to make sure um, fact check, super maybe that'll pull it up. Oh. Yeah, our, our Bailey fact checker could not be here today. You know, duty calls at work. Godspeed. Uh, and that's the thing to go. And I 
He's dead. We miss him. He died doing what he loves, delivering food. He got caught in a protest. You guys think it's going to get wild out there tonight? Not outside our door, but someplace else. Politifact's ruling is false, or did Joe Biden call black youth super predators? So, how much did the Clinton Foundation pay? Politifact. I mean... That that is a joke, just, just for the record, so that way anyone out there. But it definitely is a possibility, you know, because a lot of people do get offended when you say that type of thing. Well, it wasn't a joke to me. Uh, I think the Clinton Foundation is very corrupt and has its claws in every single side of the. Before DNC. we go down that rabbit hole, okay, uh, we were we were talking about some stuff about like how uh, you know communism is is evil. Uh, that's not what America wants. And then you were saying, well, uh, counterintuitively, in some places in America, that is what people are saying that they want. Yeah, but they're idiots. I, I no. you know, from our from our perspective, yes. But I'm sure that from no, you know, I'm no, sure that from theirs, they have their own stuff. Yeah, this seems like an objective truth to me. I don't think communism can be successful in a country like America, where there's a diverse amount of cultures. And, there's too many people. Uh, where, where exactly? Where exactly do you think? Communism can be successful because I'm curious to hear that. Oh, um, I can help the that Yeah, the Communist Party did incredibly well in China because uh, they massacred their own people. Well, because because they massacred the people who were slightly Not ethnically working. different to annex the Chinese Empire out to its current state. Like Tibetan stuff. Um, Let's not get into the China. Thing. No, we're not. We're um, not getting into that. I'm just saying because China was the the entire territory that is now China was already very ethnically and culturally homogenous before the CCP took over, uh, as was Russia, and as were like some of these uh, Central and South American countries that had successful socialist uprisings, such as Cuba because people, by and large, believed in the exact same things, whereas in America, there's such an influx of immigration and different political views and uh, higher education, and there's so, so many possible occupations, you know. We don't live in a country that's main export is bananas. So there's a lot of stuff that I can look forward to when I grow up, because I'm not thinking, man, I'm gonna have to grow food, you know, just to find uh, like a way to feed my family, just so that I can stay alive for another. Well, day. I think if you at that point feeding fa factory farming and like doing it at an assembly line level is god awful. Right, but in places that are already huge agricultural economies, you can see how you know. I let's think, redistribute to the people who put most of their backbone into the economy would sound like a really good idea to most of the population. The biggest also, thing I think... Sorry, go ahead. Well, to me... Y'all discuss on that I have to use the restroom. A small... <laughs> you, I know you're going to edit that Jared, out. Just no, no, no we can keep it going. All right, whatever. I'm literally about to try to help you here. And you're gonna <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll be listening. I guess I guess we're stopping. No, I mean I was gonna say we keep going, but now it's kind of broken up. I mean I, I don't care either way. I can edit all this out. <laughs> Live election, baby. Live election, baby. Um, but I think there's a retinol night concentrate commercial on right now. Keeping <laughs> what Jerry said, he can bring it together. It, he can bring it back up when we come in here. I think America is based like was founded upon. Like you could say it's founded upon a lot, but it has. Which, in order to make a system successful, you got to take its your flaws, 
and work on them and progress further. And right now, our backbone as America has made it as long as empire, or but it doesn't have to be considered an empire, but just long as standing government. And but we were founded on the people make the power, to the, and the government listens to the people. Now I feel like we have to rely on the government. We have to listen to the government because we like. I think our civic duty lies in understanding the power we have and trying to make a difference so we don't have to rely on people who are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars and money that we don't know where it comes from on both sides because there's there's corruption on both and that's the fault of having truth yeah just having two they're always going to be strong enough to survive and that's the thing about long-lasting companies like all you've seen in the news for the past few weeks is um there was a big a, a newspaper company in New Hampshire, I think it was, that was uh, over, for over 200 years voted red, for over 100 years, 150, something like that, legacy company. Some years. Yeah, over 100 for sure. And um, they, they, swing, they swing this, um, this election, voted red and blue. Oh, wow. In uh, in other news, they just showed the projections for the House, and the Democrats should be retaining their majority. I mean, you expect it. <coughs> if once you have control, you can retain. It's easier to retain. Uh, now, what you're saying about how a two-party system is not necessarily beneficial, which is something that was discussed even in like. Uh, political theories back in the founding, the foundation of America, back in the contemporaries of Thomas Jefferson, is they knew that a two-party system would not really be sustainable. Because essentially you're always just going to have a liberal and a conservative party. And that doesn't accurately reflect all the ideals of the population in a given locale. Mm-hmm. Now, something that we've seen like throughout history is any culture that has just an insane absurd amount of populated territory like not Russia because most of like 85% of Russia is in like the left quarter of the western quarter of Russia Uh, the rest of it is just like territory and trading and shit it's an ice desert (laughs) yes it's a tundra Um, yeah yeah. Definition, basically. Yeah. Um, Flashback to elementary science, right? Seventh grade geography, hoes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we all on the same wave, for real. <laughs> hey, we're just, you know, we, we gotta enjoy the election night while right. the media says the world's burning. Now, right now, I'm from Tennessee, and there are a lot of uh, middle class people in Tennessee who would describe themselves as libertarian. I think more than enough to form a party because Rand Paul is one of the like most beloved senators of all time in Tennessee, and he's mo- one of the most libertarian uh, senator or senators or House representatives we've ever had. I don't know what he does. I'm so sorry. <laughs> all I know is I just know my still mother. Know his name, I just so know my mother loves him. To somebody. I just yeah. know my mother loves him, and he can also, snatch 180 kilograms. I'm not from Tennessee, and I recognize that name, so he's done something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rand Paul's Rand Paul's a big name. And, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we should just be announcing that without research. I'm gonna look up a little bit about Rand Paul real quick. I'll just keep going. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying he's a big name if you've heard of him. 
Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, know, I just know that he's beloved by a lot of uh, people who aren't necessarily Republicans. Tenations. People who are like, oh, I guess I'll vote for the conservative party because the libertarians aren't going to win. Um, and that makes me. That makes you think like. Is America too large of an area and too diverse uh, uh, with ideals of an area to be governed by a single two-party system? Should there be, like, I I think so too, but then does that mean, like, you know, should California be able to secede? Should Tennessee be able to secede? Should Alaska? And and, uh, I don't think that's too radical of an idea, but a lot of people would disagree. Because secession, uh, the last time secession happened, it was over a very, very bad thing it's it's you know the idea then and the idea now is the same though and that is that you know I, we as a people control our sovereignty whether that be at the state level or the city level or the federal level the federal level and so if if i as a city in say northwest georgia do not like the politics of georgia I will, I can vote to be annexed by Alabama, and if Alabama takes me, then I should be able to move to Alabama. In the same strain, if the state of Florida is like, y'all are a bunch of idiots, and think that they can pull away and become their own country. Dude, the Republic of Florida would be so fucking lit. The Republic of Florida would be lit. Cuba too. I think think the most beautiful part about that is you get to truly see... Hey, you get to truly no. see if it does work. No. Because that's the big, I think that's the biggest fight, the biggest division right now, is you have so many like far-sighted people fighting for what they believe is good. And I think that's what's caused the division is this is good, but if, and if you're not on this side, then you're bad. Of course. And there's not any why, what makes you make a decision of that rather than hearing Oh, he's a pedophile. Right. Or, oh, he's involved with some deep stuff that has... Some satanic rituals. Yeah, yeah, like, stuff that, yes, it is deep. Yes, you should look into. Yes, we got to understand the system is corrupt. But... But I'm sure California would love to try some of these, you know, wacky far-left economic systems. I'm sure they'd love to be socialist for a little while until they figure out it's not great. And then, uh, you know, I'm sure some places would love to have um, libertarian policies and stuff like that and see, like, how far into a complete free market economy we could go. And I'm sure other places would love to be agricultural republics and have, like, uh, socialist agendas to benefit farming families and just have, like, one big middle class. Mm-hmm. And when um, it comes to pollutants, I think... But that's, that's not, not... No one of those solutions is viable for a place as geographically diverse as America. You can't have an agricultural republic in frickin' Colorado or Utah or something. All you got is cool-looking rocks. Agreed. Agreed. And that is why on we need to act more like the EU system, where each state is its own country, and they administer themselves as such. And the federal government does nothing but administer foreign policy and... And decide no, on which states are, like, violating the union. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, serve as, as a... Um, that's, that's a good point. Serve as a judicial uh, venue for state disputes. What would a Brexit for New York be called? New Exit? New Exit. New Exit. I don't know. I think that'd be New New York. 
Amsterdam. New Neo New York? Nah, that's what you're back to Amsterdam. It would be no Amsterdam now. Donald Trump uh, on my board has went up to 108 and 108. 108. It is odd that Donald Trump. Uh, it is odd that Donald Trump was not projected to win in his home state. I mean. Well, it's not odd considering the demographics, but you know, it's odd that he's a somewhat popular candidate. I'd say. Well, I think he's popular among. Exactly, he's not popular. Which I don't understand, uh, but I mean, if you grew up with him, you would know more. And I personally do not know the man at all. From what we've seen, he is not a characterable man. We've Pull up an electoral uh, map of New York because I'm sure there's lots of red outside the cities. Oh, New Zion. New Zion, the state of Utah, has gone red, as we expected. Tupperville. And um, I think he closed Missouri recently since we've been talking. That's why he got up to 108. Very nice. But to have a football coach up there. Yeah, it's Overville for Senate. Well, we know what he's on. Uh, he won. So. They're projecting he won. Oh, okay. It's looking pretty certain for the numbers. I mean, let's be honest. The only reason Jones won is because he was running against Roy Moore and Roy Moore's pedophile. I will say, um, is that proven? That that was the consensus among the public. I don't think it's ever been proven in a court of law. Who's that? Roy Moore. Something that, if not a pedophile, some sort of sexual offender. Something that the Soviet Union did uh, before it became an enormous centralized dictatorship. Uh, was directly after the revolution, they had, like, in every town, they had what was called a Bolshevik. Uh, no, they had what was called, yeah, I think it was a called Soviet. Bolshevik. It was a Soviet. No, the, I'm talking about, like, the huts where they would go and they, uh, the townsfolk themselves would have a popular vote to decide on certain policies. And it was, it was entirely for local laws. And to say nothing about the theories on wealth distribution of Marx and stuff like that, I think that is, I think that's a splendid idea. Um, what I found from the uh, Washington Post, which is typically a more left news source, um, says, woman says Roy Moore in, in initiated sexual encounter when she was 14. He was 32. And it's a report. It came out in 2017, November 9th, 2017. And says she was a 14 year old when an older man approached her outside a courtroom in Etowah County, Alabama. She was sitting on a wooden bench with her mother. They both recalled when the man when the man introduced himself as warrior. It was early 1979. So, yeah. So, yes, like I said, I don't believe it was ever proven in a court of law, so allegedly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The case was never, or I don't know if it's been closed or anymore. He says the allegations are completely false and are a desperate political attack on the National Democrat Party in the Washington Post. No, I actually remember watching the results of that on the news a couple years ago. Like, me and a bunch of friends were all sitting around. We were eating down at a restaurant. They had it on TV. We just sat and watched the whole thing. It was actually kind of crazy. There's so many, like, it's it's wild. So many allegations and 
accusations are coming out. Like, it's, it's crazy what's going on. There's no telling how to decipher out what's true and what's not. They have so many people on both sides have the power to cover it up, the money to cover it up. And it's kind of ironic how, like, pedophilia and child sex trafficking is becoming a much more talked about topic nowadays. And it, it's on it's right on the move of like maps. You know, the uh, group that I, I can't I'd have to look up the acronym, but it's a group that started in Lone uh, California. And it's movement for Oh MAPs? Yeah. Oh that means that stands for minor attracted persons. Yeah, that's that's it. And so that's it's pretty much supporting pedophilia. I thought you were talking about like a like a party. Like what you hear or have a topic suggestion for the show? Join the conversation and subscribe now on social media at Soulspeak TV or visit soulspeak.tv for more exciting content. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Soulspeak, real talk, real soul.